Hey Jeepers, on this week's XJ Talk Show, we hear a little more about record sales Jeep is putting up and how some big bucks are being spent to ramp up production on their nine-speed tranny. There's some YouTube love that needs to be spread around, and we got several voicemails to share as well, and a couple of the dirty Jeep girls call into the show to promote their upcoming calendar. Josh shares an XJTalk.com post about locker compatibility between Volvo axles and Jeep axles, and I share my weekend plans for slider install on my 03 Wrangler. All that and an amazing story from the one and only Jeep Mama. This is a show you guys don't want to miss out on, so tune in to the next XJ Talk Show. The XJ Talk Show is for entertainment purposes only. Any advice or information provided on this show should be verified by alternative sources prior to making any changes or modifications to your vehicle. We are not experts, just people that enjoy the Jeep hobby and don't mind talking endlessly about it. P.S. We love you. You're li- <laughs> hey, stud. It's time for the XJ Talk Show. Now, here's my two favorite boys, Tony and Josh. <laughs> First week in G. Well, Jeep dropped some big bucks on that buggy transmission. The story, this story is from Automotive News and courtesy of John, pre-runner 1982, and a little bit of assist from uh, Jake. Uh, announced this week, Chrysler Group plans to invest $266 million, that's million with a B, into its massive Kokomo transmission complex to expand production of its eight-speed rear-wheel drive transmission. On Monday night, elected officials in Kokomo, Indiana, unanimously approved a request by Chrysler for a 10-year tax abatement for the project. This seems to be a trend for large companies in metropolitan areas, as Nike did something very similar here in my own hometown, getting a seven-year tax abatement in order to do a massive expansion project. The eight-speed automatic transmission is built by Chrysler in Kokomo under license from ZF Fryden Dixon Franken uh, <laughs> Good Falafel. Gesundheit. The automaker said in a recent SEC filing that the eight-speed ultimately will be used in all of its rear-wheel drive vehicles except for the Dodge Viper and certain heavy-duty Ram pickups. As Automotive News first reported, that would include the Jeep Wrangler, which currently has a five-speed automatic and is being redesigned for the 2018 model year. The fuel-efficient 8-speed delivers up to 9% better fuel economy than the 5-speed and 6-speed transmissions they replaced in Chrysler vehicles. As important as anything else, the axles of said next-gen Wrangler are a topic for big discussion lately. That element of the next-generation Wrangler remains uncertain, whether it will or will not retain its stock axles, currently provided by Dana Holding Group. The solid axles are considered crucial to the Wrangler's off-road capabilities, but shifting to an independent suspension would improve fuel economy and piss everybody off. <laughs> well, if they're planning to go to an aluminum body and the new tranny giving a 9% increase in fuel economy, I'd say that's a done deal at this point, if you ask me. Chrysler needs to pull their head out of their collective asses. Neither Chrysler nor Dana are talking about the front or rear axles for the next-generation Wrangler, but last week, Dana also was granted a tax abatement by city officials in Fort Wayne, Indiana, for a $49 million investment in new machinery and equipment at its light Dana at its Dana light axle production plant there. The plant makes important components for the Dana 44 axles that, are, that currently come standard on the Wrangler. And of course, when asked, a spokesman for, the, for Dana would not comment on whether investment in the plant would be involved in next-generation Wrangler or not. However, a Chrysler spokesman, uh, spokeswoman, Jody Tinson, said the investment in Kokomo is not yet confirmed. The $266 million would be in addition to the already $1.5 billion that the automaker has invested in the 3.1 million square foot, that's a lot of square feet, complex since 2009. 
Chrysler employs about 7,600 people there. In a written statement, the automaker said the additional investment will, quote, give the company the flexibility to respond to the market. With more fuel-efficient vehicles, Chrysler said the abatement would retain employment subject to market conditions. Does any of this feel a little political to any of you guys? I don't know. Just kind of rubbing me a little bit of the wrong way. I like the news nonetheless, but uh, in any case, uh, more of those eight and nine-speed transmissions are sure to be coming out. Now, more record sales numbers are abound for Jeep and Chrysler. You guys have heard me report on, on the record sales that Jeep and Chrysler brands have been putting out throughout the year. Well, Chrysler keeps on churning out sales gains month after month, largely on the capable shoulders of its Jeep and Ram brands. The big story this month, though, despite Chrysler increasing its sales 20% to 170,839 units sold, is of a mere 24 units of the long-awaited Alfa Romeo 4C, which looks like a cross between a Bugatti Veyron and an Audi TT. Damn sexy, if you ask me. Chrysler's passenger cars also performed notably, thanks to a strong showing from the Chrysler 200 and Dodge Dart, selling 26% better in 2013 with 41,519 units. Following numerous sales reports of waning deliveries, impressive passenger car sales even outpaced the growth of the trusty truck segment, which still managed to grow 18% to 129 plus units, 129,000 plus units sold. The Jeep Cherokee, uh, the one we all love to hate, uh, is uh, not without praise for what I can't possibly think of. It's not its looks, its performance, or anything of value to any true Jeep enthusiast for that matter, but it does check in with 16,945 units sold, up 67%. Those are some impressive numbers, actually. Jeep shows no signs of slowing down either. The brand finished November with its best sales ever for that month, with a 27% sales increase to 57,489 units. The Cherokee is a major part of that story, with 160, over 160,000 units sold so far in 2014. Ah, God, that's a lot of Cherokees on the road. <laughs> I've seen just them. gets to me. Its sales were the most for Jeep this month. That's just embarrassing. I'm sorry. Besting the Grand Cherokee, with finished, which finished with 15,307 units sold. November marked Chrysler's 56th consecutive month of year-over-year sales gains, adding up to the best sales for that month since 2001. Those are huge numbers, guys. Big, big, big improvements with Jeep over the last 13 years. They just keep going and going and going. And even though we've got the uh, the Cherokee we all love to hate on the road, and of course the Renegade that's coming up, which I just saw a report saying that the Renegade received a five-star impact crash rating uh, from the NHTSA. So uh, the Renegade, although ugly and not really much of an off-road vehicle, uh, turns out to be pretty safe. Hey, if you guys would like to submit a story to be aired on This Week in Jeep, just like friends of the show, John and Jake, have today, or if you have any response to any one of our stories, please give us a call or drop us an email at newstips at xjtalkshow.com. xjtalk.com is where you go when you're not off-road. And now you can go to xjtalk.com when you're off-road, too. Using your smartphone, install the Tap a Talk app, then search for xjtalk. Take XJ Talk with you wherever you go. Jury duty, dinner with your spouse's parents, even, well, anywhere you need your XJ Talk fix. We here at the XJ Talk Show really appreciate you listening to our podcast. If you enjoy the show, please consider sharing it with a friend. It's so easy. Just tell them to go to xjtalkshow.com.
Hey, this is Mark from DetoursUSA.com. You're listening to the XJ Talk Show. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or your MP3 player. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial over at www.audibletrial.com slash xjtalkshow. Hey, I want to take a minute to introduce ourselves. Uh, we like to get started with the show right away and uh, give you some uh, fun things to listen to, and hopefully you'll buy into it and not stop the press the stop button. So that's why we're doing it like uh, well, like the local news news does. I don't know if they do it over there, Josh, but they uh, they actually start the news and telling you stuff, and then about halfway through the uh, the newscast, they go, "Hey, by the way, I'm your newscaster." <laughs> <laughs> so I figured yeah. if uh, you know millions of dollars, uh, and that's millions with a B. Uh, if, if they're making that kind of money, you know, uh, we'll, uh, double and triple, uh, what we're making, which is in math, I think zero is still zero. So anyway, I'm Tony, you know, me as Mudderoy on xgtalk.com. Uh, you know, me as the guy that has the, the bigger image in the picture on the, uh, <laughs> on the XG talk show. Well, unless Josh is on the camera by himself, which I'll do that now. Ooh, <laughs> it's close three. up. 3d coming at you and of course uh he's not saying but you can see it on the screen that's josh uh northwest 99 xj which is interesting because he's actually on the northeast coast yes no i'm uh, <laughs> i am over here on the west coast we are getting pounded by an absolute horrific windstorm right now um the gust should be dying off in the next 45 minutes but uh, we had sustained 50 mile per hour winds out by my house today so uh, if you guys see the lights flicker and I go away, well, you kind of understand that I might lose power at some point tonight. So stick around. <laughs> so it sounds like great kite flying weather over there, Josh. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, the, uh, the world's record fastest kite flight, uh, is held here, uh, in, in Oregon, uh, with a record speed of, I believe 112 miles per hour, oh my God. 12 miles per hour winds. So, um, yeah, if, imagine flying a kite in that the guy was buried up to his waist had four people anchoring uh, him behind him and had a special rigging system uh, hooked up uh, across his chest and waist uh, to keep the uh, the kite um, in check, basically, and human-controlled. Otherwise, uh, you wouldn't have been able to hold on to that with just your arms and hands. So, you know, I was uh, just yeah. thinking of a Jeep with a winch. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah. <laughs> that, that might work. Anyway, we're, uh, we're here to help promote the, uh, the most premier website, uh, Jeep website, on the internet, inter- internet interwebs. Uh, xjtalk.com it's basically a jeep forum and uh, when i say jeep all kinds of jeeps it's uh it, its yeah. roots were the the jeep cherokee uh because well that's what i had and that's what uh the first people had were the cherokees but we uh we welcome all members of the jeeping community uh over to xjtalk.com even even the much maligned much hated 2014-2015 jeep cherokee <sighs> Yes, you too, you new Cherokee owners. Feel free to come by uh, the website xjtalk.com and uh, and creating an account is 100% free. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not going to get spammed. We don't share your information, anything like that. And it enables you to uh, to post up and engage with uh, with many of the members who are chock full of great technical advice. A lot of experts, in fact, that work in the automotive industry and people who have worked in the automotive industry and are basically Jeep experts. If you are new to the Jeep world or you know somebody who is new to the Jeep world, uh, turn them on to xjtalk.com and, of course, xjtalkshow.com uh, and and help them out. Do them a favor because uh, I guarantee you they probably have some questions or maybe even just are curious, would like to learn more about their vehicle uh, and, and xjtalk.com is certainly a great place to do that. And if you haven't uh, been doing the forum thing because you're the type person that doesn't like forums, which means basically you've been told to go 
uh, <laughs> go f yourself most of the time, but <laughs> in, in not so many words. But uh, you know that that's uh, that's an old post. Uh, uh, that you know, have you tried Google? Uh, you know, all those things that the flaming that it goes on in forums. Well, xjtalk.com was created because of that. We did not want that happening. We wanted a place that people could go, ask questions, and get the answers to their questions in a respectful, friendly manner. And that's what you can expect over at xjtalk.com. So if you're not a forum person, maybe you just haven't gone to the right one yet. Go over to xjtalk.com and uh, post up, and I think you'll see a, a big difference on this forum. Uh, also, too, we have uh, uh, our sister site, wranglertalk.com. And I'm not going to pull no punches for you for, uh, from you guys. It needs some loving. We do not have very much activity going on over there. It takes about five people posting up things to really get things going. So if you'd like to get another uh, friendly Jeep site uh, really up to speed, it's it's been out there for a long time. Just go over to wranglertalk.com, join up, and start posting. Love seeing those Wrangler pictures. Hell, we even uh, got some CJ stuff going on over there. So uh, yeah. Wrangler or Wrangler-esque. So I just want to comment real quick here. I think you were responding back to him in the in the chat. If you're yeah. uh, if you're not uh, not on the live show, not watching the live show, uh, like you're on YouTube or maybe you're watching uh, the past show YouTube or even listening to this podcast uh, in your uh, your car or Jeep uh, going to and from work, I'd like to encourage you to come over to uh, xjtalk.com and on Thursday nights at 10 p.m. Central Time and watch the show and join in in the chat room. So we've got uh, uh, Kevin B. Uh, he's in the chat room tonight, and uh, he says the the lights are pretty cheerful. And if you're listening to the audio only podcast, you're not seeing the little festive uh, Christmas tree lights that we have uh, strung around the uh, the screen. It's all graphics. It's nothing. Uh, <laughs> it's nothing that Josh and I have actually decorated. So uh, just a little green screen work for for you guys. And uh, let's see what else is here. Uh, uh, <laughs> Jeep Mama wants to know why why uh, why you say they're hated. She doesn't know about the uh, the the Jeep Cherokee uh, the 2014 Jeep Cherokee hatred. Oh, we went on about a uh, I don't know about a five month rant I think when the new <laughs> Cherokees first came out yeah. about how dare they uh, take our beloved badge name and uh, and put it on something that it certainly looks nothing like a Cherokee and and certainly doesn't have the capabilities of the Cherokee. Everybody says the commander should have been the next generation of Cherokee. Yeah. Uh, it certainly has the same lines and, and, and shape and everything, but uh, uh, for whatever reason, they decided to um, to do some name badge, name badge swapping, again, even with the Renegade, uh, which was a trim package on the CJs back in the day. Uh, but uh, yeah, the new Renegade is nothing like a Wrangler, mm. uh, or a CJ for that matter, um, not at all. So just you know, a little bit of animosity there, and that's pretty much all it is. We have some uh, some friendly fun, a little bit of jabbing and and uh, some smack talking about all that, and it's it's all for you know entertainment purposes only. Is it? More or less. I'm, <laughs> I'm just personally insulted. They could have called it anything else, and I would have been fine. I would have I wouldn't yeah. have bought one. I wouldn't have liked it. I mean, I don't I don't want some sort of little. Uh, uh, um, yuppie SUV thing that they're calling a four wheel drive. I mean, they're doing a lot of that these days. And you know, if we wanted the yuppie uh, uh, car looking thing that they call a four wheel drive, you could buy a Subaru. Uh, I want something yeah, that's right. an off road vehicle like a, a like the old Cherokee or even the Wranglers. 
Well, it's, uh, it's funny you mentioned that. In our chat live chat room right now, the Paps boys uh, chimed in and said, no one would hate them if they named them something yes. else. When they used the Cherokee name, they gave people the wrong idea of what kind of vehicle it would be. And that's exactly yeah. the point we're trying to make here is is the uh, the, her- the off-road heritage with the XJ uh, is certainly not lived up to mm-hmm. it with the with the new Cherokee. Now, yes, granted, they did take one through the Rubicon, um, but I've got pictures of them with a full detail crew uh, following. <laughs> well, that they got thing one around. of those big ha- uh, those big crane helicopters that were hovering it from place to place <laughs> for the pictures. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, it, it not exactly you know what 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 you'd expect uh, when you're talking about taking a Jeep through the Rubicon, but uh, nonetheless, it was some it was an interesting photo shoot. Uh, I had nothing to do with it, but. Uh, but, you know, I, I dig around for that sort of stuff. And if you guys go back to our archive on xjtalkshow.com, uh, you can listen back through the episodes. And I don't have the exact numbers here in front of me. but Well, you can um, do a search. Just there. do a search for Cherokee and uh, 2014 Cherokee, and it'll it'll pull up the, uh, the episodes that we're talking about. Exactly. You guys can uh, get all those for your uh, viewing and downloading uh, listening pleasure 100% free. So please uh, head over there and do just that. Also want to encourage everybody to, uh, while they're uh, watching the show, whether it be live or uh, you know not live, uh, to uh, hashtag your comments uh, on Twitter to uh, uh, hashtag XJTalkShow. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter uh, at X, uh, I'm sorry, X, at the at sign XJTalk. And on Facebook, we've moved. Facebook screwed us. They bent us over and then gave, didn't even give us a rag afterwards. We had to delete our account because they made us change the name from XJ Talk Jeep Cherokee to a real name. How dare they provide a free service with billions of uh, subscribers that we can talk to for free and then demand things of us. I, I, this pisses me off. Anyway, you can. Uh, I, I want to encourage you to come over to facebook.com slash xjtalk.page and like our page. I, I liked it so much better when I could just interact with everybody, and and now <laughs> and now we can't just see what's going on with them. They have to actually post on our stuff before we can interact with them. But you know, I don't make the rules. That's just the way Facebook's doing it. That's what it is. You know, something we like is uh, you guys calling in every week and leaving us voicemails, and uh, you can do that a number of different ways. You can uh, pop over to xjtalkshow.com. You'll see a little pop out on the right side of the screen. It's called Speakpipe. And it's a voicemail service through the internet, and you use your computer or smartphone or um, a microphone Tablet, plugged into yeah. either one of those devices, and uh, and you're able to leave a message with us basically over the internet. And of course, you can also call our 24-7 voicemail line at 530-675-4102. Nobody will ever answer that, uh, but you guys can leave a message 24-7, day or night, and uh, we've got several to share with you guys to the, the, this evening. Yeah, if you're actually looking at the site right now, uh, it's a little uh, uh, vertical tab, and there's a microphone, and it says, send questions slash comments. So if you're looking for something that says speak pipe, you don't say it there. It says send questions, comments. You click that, a little pop-up comes up, and then you can uh, send your message. We hope to hear from you. But here's uh, this week's voicemails. Hey, this is Tony. And this is Josh from the XJ Talk Show. We want to thank you for calling our 24-7 voice line. Yes, we do. Just leave your first name and your question or comment. There's no guarantee, but we may play your message on the podcast. Oh, and don't worry about keeping it clean. We'll take care of that. Now it's your turn to speak at the beep. Hey, this is Nikki G, the second runner-up of the NoCo Genius Boost giveaway. And being a runner-up is uh, better than being the grand prize winner because I still get prizes, but I don't have to participate in any of the parades. I just want to say thanks to Genius Boost for giving away the local Genius Boost. And I want to say thanks to Tony and Josh for 
given my story's life. I know it's hard to read through all the misspellings and poor grammar and everything. Uh, that's my Ohio education really coming through. <laughs> and that's why I say that uh, I submitted two stories. One of them is completely false and one's true. Oh, boy. Uh, Here it comes. decide which one. All right, I'll catch you later. Oh, I just knew he was going to tell us that the the UFO one was the one that was true. <laughs> Leaves us hanging. Oh, <laughs> so uh, we heard last week uh, from uh, a gentleman, uh, Kevin, from uh, Dirty Jeep Girls. He's trying to get some money together to do a, a calendar. Uh, nothing like waiting to the last minute there, Kevin. <laughs> but uh, but uh, he's admitted that he got started a little, a little late. But uh, we're more than happy. To, next year, yeah, we we're more than happy to th- to throw out the uh, the information so you guys can go over to uh, Indiegogo and uh, uh, Jeep uh, Dirty Jeep uh, Girls and uh, contribute and uh, hopefully make it uh, something that we can all uh, drool over this year. But uh, anyway, he got uh, one of the Dirty Jeep Girls uh, to call in. Hey, I'm a Dirty Jeep Girl, and I want to let you know what's up with the 2015 Dirty Jeep Girls crowdfunded calendar. It's live right now on Indiegogo, and you can find links to it on DirtyJeep.com. If you want to support, hurry up, guys, because the year is almost over. And if you want one, now is the time to get it. You can search it on Google, too, guys. Just make sure you put Dirty in front of Jeep, because there are a lot of Jeep girl calendars going around. But there is only one that is truly dirty. The images are great, the girls are hot, and the Jeep is dirty. So score one today and make your contributions today. Follow us on Twitter at Dirty Jeep Girls to stay up to date as the project progresses and help us reach our goals. Thank you. So the the girls being hot would explain why they didn't have uh, that many clothes on, Josh. Mm, yeah, you know, there's uh, there is that. You know, when the girls get in proximity to jeeps, things generally start to go topless, and usually, I'm referring to the top of the jeep. <laughs> oh, okay. I was going to say. Uh, I've I've never had that situation. I don't know. I've seen memes about it, uh, but uh, uh, none of that ever ever happened to me. I I, I don't know. Uh, I have had lots of waves, uh, mainly from guys coming up and saying, "Hey, that's a nice looking Jeep." So uh, maybe oh, I'm sending off the Jeep. wrong vibes. It's a Jeep thing. You got a wave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. So here's a a voicemail in from a a very sick uh, with a cold, uh, I say very sick. It, you can tell that, that he didn't sound like himself, but, uh, Chris Ford from uh, full metal badges, another great thing, uh, that you can put on your Jeep that, well, that isn't any, it's, it's almost as good as a hot girl, but not quite. XJ talk show. It's Chris Ford calling from full metal badges. I just wanted to let you know that <laughs> after a year of being technically full metal badge with our badass rated badge, we just got our skull badges in and put them up for sale on Etsy. You can check them out at Etsy.com backslash shop backslash full metal badges. And yes, I have a cold. <laughs> I'm not trying to sound like this. But anyway, super stoked. Hope you pass it on. These uh, new skull badges are awesome. They look good on any Jeep, any Harley, anything that's, you know, if you like skulls, it's pretty cool. So anyway, inviting you to check them out. Awesome. Thanks. You can tell the cough medicine was starting to take effect there towards the end of the, the, of the voicemail. <laughs> yeah yeah i actually saw a um a full metal badge out uh, by my work oh really uh, it was this week yeah it was the uh the the biohazard looking one uh, i think is uh is one of the flavors that he has mm-hmm. uh and i and i saw it instantly it was like you know two cars back and i was like no way you know and it was uh it was not on a jeep 
oddly enough. And, uh, uh, but I, I saw, and I, was, I pointed out to the, I was well, out to lunch oh, with God. some of my coworkers and stuff. And I, of course, none of them knew what I was talking about. I was elbowing, <laughs> look, that's one of those, that's one of those, uh, Jeep, uh, you know, full metal Jeep. And I was just going nuts. Right. And, yeah. And Josh has gone over the edge again. Yeah, I was on the road, dude. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, very nice badges. And, uh, as you heard in the voicemail, they've, they've come out with a new one. So uh, go over there and have a look. I think you guys will be very impressed. All metal die cast badges. Uh, they've got the the special 3M sticker type stuff uh, that uh, keeps it on your Jeep. Uh, so uh, the very very well made, very nice looking badges, and it's great to hear that they've they've come out with a, another uh, another set. I think they've got like four designs in total that they're hoping to do, and uh, it's just very uh, costly to uh, get those uh, those each individual uh, well not individual badge but the group because the, they have to order a bunch of them at, at one time just well, to Chris, get the I, uh, Chris Ford I hope you are uh, on the mend getting better you sound like death warmed over buddy <laughs> so uh, best uh, best wishes to you and, and get well soon yep yep uh, oh and we've got one more uh, dirty Jeep girl voicemail and uh, this one we actually have a, a Twitter name too so pay attention to the end because you're going to want to go over there and follow this young lady and uh, see her picture hey guys I'm a dirty Jeep girl and I want to let you know what's up with the 2015 dirty Jeep girls crowdfunded calendar it's live right now on Indiegogo and you can find links to it on dirtyjeepgirls.com Guys, if you want to support, hurry up, because the year's almost over. And if you want to get one, now's the time. You can search it on Google, too, guys. Just make sure you put dirty in front of Jeep Girl, because there are lots of Jeep Girl calendars going around, but there's only one that's truly dirty. The images are great, the girls are hot, and the Jeeps are dirty. It all comes together to create a calendar that's nothing if not sexy. So score today and make your contribution now. You can follow on Twitter at Dirty Jeep Girls to stay up to date as the project progresses and to help us reach our goal. You can also follow me at Dragonfly121909. Stay dirty. I got that wrong in the show notes. So that's, uh, if you guys didn't catch it, that's Dragonfly. Is it Dragonfly? Did she say Dragonfly? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, Dragonfly121909. Uh, so make sure you guys uh, check that out and make sure you guys head over to dirtyjeepgirl.com, I believe is what the site is. Uh, and just Girls. go to Etsy, do a search for Dirty Jeep Girl. You'll be able to find their fundraising page for the calendar. Uh, fund them guys, doing some good stuff. Photography is very classy, very tasteful. And of course, the Jeeps are not only dirty, but also very cool. So uh, Kevin is screaming at his PC right now. It's Dirty Jeep Girls. Not you said girl. Oh, that's what it is. Plural. There we go. No, no, girls. It's girls. So anyway, dirtyjeepgirls.com. So now it's some time, or now it's time for some uh, YouTube love. Wow, Josh. Uh, we are at 697 subscribers, and we are now officially, ding, 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 over 200,000 views. Outstanding. You guys are doing some great work there. And uh, we pull a few names out of the list every week. This list is growing every week. And if you guys would like your name called on the air, uh, by all means, subscribe to our YouTube channel and get your friends to do the same thing. I uh, definitely want to uh, keep increasing those numbers. Now, these are in no particular order and in no particular date range or anything like that. We just pull some out of the list and uh, give them a little, you know, little shout out uh, each and every week. First on the list, Tommy Guns, 14 Able. David Medendez, HDZ. 
Mendoza, I believe is, uh, is that. And we got a Johnny Minch in there. What a Minch. Never correct me in public. And uh, Tyler B. <laughs> yeah, keep up the great work, guys. We appreciate the numbers. Uh, YouTube.com slash user slash XJTalk. Uh, or just YouTube.com slash XJTalk. Either one will work. I know. Don't correct you in public. Don't ever <laughs> correct me in public. <laughs> what a great movie. <laughs> Uh, it feels good to get my ass up out of that seat after a long day of uh, wheeling, Josh. Everybody's yeah, yeah. laughing because they know I've been off-road like four times. <laughs> <laughs> ah, here we are sitting around the campfire, and this is where we uh, we BS about our Jeeps a little bit and, uh, well, just talk basically all things that are a Jeep. And, uh, and usually uh, Tony and I each have something to talk about about our own Jeep. And uh, mine uh, actually hasn't budged since my last wheeling trip um, a couple weeks ago. And uh, it's sitting in the garage, still covered in mud, and I uh, haven't, uh, haven't washed it or anything like that. So it's uh, it's sitting there, and that's a black Cherokee that is supposed to be black. Anyways, it's now brown. And uh, from a uh, from a great day out in the snow, I had, had some uh, very good times. I posted up a bunch of pictures on XJ Talk in the trip section, uh, so make sure you guys head over there and uh, check that out. I try and post up all my wheeling pictures uh, over there, uh, and I'll get some videos up one of these days as well. But uh, you know, perusing through the Jeep world as I as I frequently do, I saw something interesting this week that I, I actually I, I had to talk about because this is something that um, uh, it doesn't normally cross worlds. Now we've heard about being able to put Ford injectors into the four liter engine and uh, and being able to run uh, you know different you know Ford axles and stuff like that. There's a little bit of crossover between the brands and the vehicles, uh, but this one is certainly one that takes the cake. Now this is one that I've never heard of before. And never would have even thought about the capabilities. Now, there there's some people out there that like to call our XJs station wagons, and uh, I take high offense to that personally. <laughs> but in this case, uh, there is another station wagon on the planet um, that uh, we can actually share parts with, and it's the Volvo. That's right, I said oh, Volvo. Yeah. And uh, and Volvos had a uh, some some of the Volvos had a limited slip that uh, went into their rear axle. Now. The, the rear axles on the or the uh, yeah the axles on the on the uh, Volvos um, come with a a nomenclature of a 30 and a 31. Now I don't think that those are Dana axles. I didn't really research that much into what makes a Volvo a Volvo, especially as far as the drivetrain goes. But I saw something in- interesting about a um, uh, a Volvo limited slip locker being able to drop right in to a Dana 30. You're thinking, wow, a limited slip locker out of the rear of a Volvo goes into the front axle of my Jeep. You're kidding, right? No, this is actually happening, and, and there's a couple of videos up there. And in fact, um, the uh, the Paps Boys uh, had this on their channel. And uh, there's a, another uh, group out there called uh, Enlisted Budget Videos, and it's a couple guys, and they're the ones that put this video on. Uh, but of course, if you guys head over to Paps Boys' YouTube channel, uh, you can check it out there as well. So um, it's, uh, I guess, out of any Volvo 240 or 740, and it's the ones with the turbos. Right. That's, that's, the, that's the, first, uh, the first flag that you want to look for uh, if you want to attempt to do this yourself. And, of course, uh, if they got a tow package, which I know, tow package on a Volvo, right? But they did make mm-hmm. them. Um, that would be another one. The 740 GLs um, with an automatic and a tow package are another one you want to look for. 
um, any of those, you start just pulling the, the diff covers and and looking for um, looking for the limited slip differential. You can see because it's uh, it's not just the spider gears in, in the differential. Right. There's going to be some other mechanics uh, in, in there as well. And it, now, is, it is a full diff replacement. It's not something like a lunchbox locker. You have to replace the entire uh, right. diff. So that means the ring gear actually bolts up to this thing. The Dana 30 ring gear actually will bolt, bolt up to this thing. And I think I did, rem- uh, did uh, remember reading that it was... Uh, uh, I think that the the standard 240 uh, or 740 is it 740 turbo? The standard yep. was like a 373, so it does have the numerically higher because uh, you know the diffs uh, uh, the carriers are different sizes depending on your, if you're uh, below 373 or above. So you could actually right. go with a higher gear uh, ratios, numerically higher gear ratios on this. Now I, I don't know about the strength of these. Now yeah. these were in um, now now granted the horsepower of a 740 turbo, uh, especially if it was like the S or one of the R's. I mean, there's a, a, f- a fair amount of horsepower going to those, but there's not a lot of rotating mass. Right. Uh, so I don't know. I can't speak on the strength of these. But if you are looking for a junkyard limited slip to drop into the front axle of your Jeep, well, this is certainly an option. Now there is one small modification. Other than having to go through the actual gear setup, you know, adjusting the backlash and everything like that, uh, making sure that the engagement patterns of the ring and the and the uh, and the, the, the ring and the pinion teeth uh, match up right, um, is that on the driver's side shaft, you are going to have to cut just a small little bit, about three eighths of an inch. That's 0.375 of one inch um, off of uh, the spline end, end to get that to mate up just perfectly without uh, interfering with any of the internals. Now, you know if you might want to go and pull a junkyard uh, driver's side uh, axle shaft out of another Cherokee there while you're there searching for these, um, just in case you don't want to uh, mess up the ones that are in there. You got some chromolies. Um, you want to test this theory before you actually you know, start uh, hacking on some chromoly axle shafts. This would be a great way to do that. So, guys, yeah, the video is out there. If you want to check out, there's a whole bunch of information on this. We've already posted up on xjtalk.com. Head over to xjtalk.com slash Volvo. That's xjtalk.com slash Volvo. And you guys can see uh, links to the video about this. Uh, people chiming in about their own information and their own experiences with this and knowledge on this. Um, this is something that's just started to come out. I'm usually got my my finger on the, on the Jeep pulse uh, of the world pretty good. I know about things that pop up fairly frequently, uh, and this is something that is new. So uh, it's going to have to be trail tested and stuff like that. I did see a, a post on a Jeep forum uh, comment uh, earlier today in fact uh, said a guy's been running this for a year wheels pretty hard he's plays in the rocks and he hasn't had a single issue so uh, but again i cannot attest to that i can't confirm that so um, i'd love to hear from you guys if you know something about this please consider heading over to xjtalk.com slash volvo chiming in on the on the thread there uh, and sharing your own experiences or even giving us a call on our voicemail line and, uh, and letting us know what you know about all this. So I thought this was pretty cool. Uh, I, you know, I've been uh, on the forums and messing with Jeeps for a number of years now, and I saw this, and I was really surprised. I figured it was just something I had glossed over because I read Volvo. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, fine. I'm not, I'm not going to mess with that. Uh, but uh, this actually surprised uh, Steve, uh, our resident expert, uh, 4.3 LXJ on xjtalk.com. He, uh, he made the, uh, the comment in, in one post that uh, this is something he had never heard of. So uh, I thought that was very impressive, and uh, I want to thank uh, the Paps boys uh, for sharing the video with us on Twitter. And uh, then uh, I think the uh, I think the, the the guys that made the video 
uh, for the, uh, the the Volvo Limited Slip uh, Locker and the uh, the Dana 30. Uh, uh, actually joined up the site or at least commented uh, on uh, the the, uh, the tweet that we had done and hmm. uh, they did say they're going to be doing two more videos to give more information about this now uh, I will say that uh, this the pros and cons is that it's possible that, that, that this limited slip uh, locker is not going to be able to take the abuse uh, from your Jeep but that that's the con the pro and, and you'll see this in the post on xjtalk.com slash Volvo. <laughs> the pro was, it, for at least one of the uh, XJ Talk members, he spent $35 for it. <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> so it's a, it's a $35 limited slip locker for the front. No, it's not a, a true locker where it, you manually lock up and both, you know, both wheels are going. But for 35 bucks, if you know how to set up uh, gears in a diff, it might be worth... Uh, uh, playing around sure. with and using till at least till it breaks just to <laughs> take, take something uh take a, a a a wrench so you can disconnect the uh, the drive shaft when you need to get home yeah and uh, of course you know no better time to uh, start messing around with uh, gear ratios and stuff like that uh, actually setting up with a different gear ratio getting some 410s or some 456s in there if you're running 31s 33s uh, or larger tires uh, and lots of deals on the web right now, guys. A lot of manufacturers are putting out some incredible deals on gear set packages. So um, now would be a great time to think uh, about regearing your Jeep and going into the junkyard and getting yourself a, a very cheap, uh, or I should say, inexpensive uh, locker uh, for the for the front of your axle. Yeah, I think I, I think I read a hundred dollars or less. So you know your uh, your experience may vary on the cost. So. Well, uh, that's a really interesting story, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate the Paps Boys sharing it with us because it's yeah, it's not very often you hear something that's that's off the wall and interesting, and and this was both of those things and works. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh, anyway, I am taking off uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday because I have some uh, vacation days left uh, to burn before the end of the year, and. Uh, uh, tomorrow, uh, I am planning on using my brand new uh, bedliner spray gun to try to uh, spray paint uh, some uh, JCR off-road sliders. <clears throat> excuse me, that I got for uh, the 2003 uh, TJ Wrangler that we have. And I got them. That that's a, a pneumatic sprayer, air compressor controlled, yes. high volume, low pressure, HVLP type of gun. Yes. I don't know half of those things. What you said, but there's an air compressor and it's a gun. And the hose <laughs> hooks up to it. And I may be going to the hardware store to uh, buy some fittings or something to make the damn thing work. But mm. uh, I, I did a lot of prep uh, last weekend, last Sunday, yeah. and got Very them primed good. up. So they're, they're all primed with uh, self-etching primer. And uh, I was hopeful that uh, the, uh, the two uh, uh, spray guns that I had would work. And, the, uh, and I suspected this was going to be the case. The, the, the mixture of the, uh, I don't know, the particles and stuff they've got in this bed liner uh, i use plastic coat I've, I've always enjoyed plastic coat it has a nice um a, a nice i don't know the way it lays it's not real bumpy it doesn't look like you just flocked a tree yeah i said flocked uh so it's uh it, it's kind of smooth but it has a bit of a texture to it so i bought a gallon of this stuff and uh now's the time that i've actually uh taken the moment to actually try to spray it through something that uh, i've never sprayed anything through a, a numeric a pneumatic uh, spray doodad technical mm. terms flying around here so uh it just didn't work so i ordered a uh, duplicator duplicolor uh spray gun 
that's specifically designed for bed liner. So I'm hoping this one's going to work okay. If not, I'll be buying, buying about $30 or $40 worth of uh, rattle cans and uh, doing it with that. So that's on yeah. the schedule for tomorrow. I've done a lot of rattle can bed liner stuff mm-hmm. uh, uh, painting, and it, and it works out oh, it's uh, quite well. In yeah, fact. it's real it's, simple it, that way. really comes down to the prep work. So regardless of what ends up coming out of that gun uh, or how it sprays, how it lays down, you know, you could probably fudge around that as long as you're, you, you, you spent some due diligence in the prep work. Um, everything else after that will probably fall into place for you. Well, I'm going to spray something that that isn't those uh, isn't those sliders first, just to make sure that it's going to lay on there properly. I'm hoping it's not just big uh, snot bob uh, globs of uh, goop running off of it. Uh, it's got to be uh, at least decent looking because. Uh, no. Worst case scenario, you may want to thin it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it might help go through the gun a little bit better. But if you are buying a, a you know a, a specialty gun. Uh, then it's probably designed for that that yeah. thicker fluid or the you know, thicker material. So yeah, I'm hoping so because I'd like to put it on there thick enough so that uh, when uh, the dumbasses uh, sling the doors open that park next to you, uh, all it does is dent the paint <laughs> yeah. and puts a nice mark <laughs> on their door. So uh, doing that uh, Friday and uh, oh, I, I did get some uh, some replacement bushings for my uh, Iron Man four x four fab dot com. Uh, uh, upper control arms adjustable upper control arms uh they are just ate the hell up and uh, I, I actually have a bit of the wanders uh whenever you uh, go yeah. over the uh the expansion uh, uh sections of uh, the freeway or uh, the roads you, you hit that groove and it actually want to wander a little bit so uh matt when we were up there uh, doing all the stuff to the engine he goes yeah just replace those bushings and that'll go away so uh, just got another set of bushings from uh, from Iron Man Andy, and uh, they came in this week. So uh, hopefully I will uh, uh, get that upper control arm off and fight it tooth and nail getting it back in because those things are just bastard. Oh, so okay. T- two things. Um, first off, polyurethane bushings. Yes. Yeah, they're uh, what is it? Uh, Durometer eighty eight. Oh, okay, cool. Durometer, durometer. Dur- yeah, you, no, you said it. You said it right. Durometer. Um, same thing that uh, skateboard wheels are, are measured in as far as har- durometer guys is a measure of hardness basically uh, and I don't know exactly how it is measured or what how the numbers are generated all I know is durometer means See, hardness if I, I needed you around 15 years ago whenever uh, well it wasn't 15 years ago it was like 25 years ago when my girlfriend was giving me a durometer rating I had no idea what she was talking about oh no <laughs> well, a little, little blue pill takes care of all that <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, as, as far as the control arms and the tip for you, Tony, and a tip for all of our listeners, um, if you, if you take off a, a, an upper control arm, uh, replacing it, doing a service like a bushing replacement or something like that, they are extremely difficult to try and get back into position. Do yourself a favor, take off all the control arms. Negative. It's much, much easier to get the fronts on first while everything else is disconnected and then using pry bars to get the rears to set, set into place. It can be done. It's a lot easier to manipulate the rears than it, or uh, I'm sorry, the lowers um, uh, than it is the uppers. Uh, so I ain't doing it that way. Damn it! I'm not removing all those bolts. That's that's too much work. Uh, <laughs> it's, just, it's just I mean you, you got to take them completely off, just you know from the body. So you know bolt each side, uh, drop those lower, drop those lowers down, uh, take off your uppers. I'm taking, those as I'm you taking will one and, bolt out and putting one bolt back in, Josh. I'm not going to do it that it's, way cause that's, it's gonna be, because it's that's gonna the talk. way. Yeah, but that's the way I think <laughs> it's too much work to take I, I, out all I, I, those I, I, bolts. I'm just going to take out one and put it back in. And if it takes me 
three times as long. Damn it. That's the way I want to do it. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> you see where I'm going here? Yeah. I learned that lesson the, the hard way. I was I was the same way. I was like, man, I really don't want to just, you know, pull all this yes. stuff off. It'll you know, it'll I, roll but, away. I, I don't want it to roll away. I like my axle. <laughs> so yeah, just a little tip for you guys there. If you if you're out messing around with your upper control arms um and, and are having a lot of difficulty getting them back into position, uh trying to use come alongs and ratchet straps, things like that. Um, you know, a, uh, a bottle jack or a floor jack underneath the pinion helps kind of manipulate the position of the axle as well. Uh, and, and of course, um, uh, helping uh, drop those lower control arms off uh, from the body side and uh, and do getting the uppers reinstalled first will help you um, in, the, in the long run. But uh, uh, if you got another trick or tip, um, by all means, guys, let's uh, let's hear it. Yep, and uh, the uh, the final thing. Now I've only got I've got three days off, and I got three things to accomplish. If I get one of these accomplished, I'll be happy because <laughs> that's just the way the way it is. Now, if it was summertime, that probably would be true. But at least it's 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 around the sixties or something here now, sixty degrees outside. So so I may actually get these things done. Uh, but the one thing I do absolutely have to get done is uh, get the oil changed in my now. Uh, I think I have six hundred and forty five miles on my uh, rebuilt engine. So it's time to get that old oil out of there. Uh, any of the little uh, bits and bobbles that uh, collect uh, from a uh, from a new engine uh, running uh, ring seating, and uh, uh, at least in the case of the rod bearings, uh, those uh, spinning around and uh, little bits of things coming off of them. Uh, gonna go ahead, go ahead and replace the uh, the pins oil uh, 10W30 I have in there with um, the uh, uh, Mobile One high mileage uh, 75,000 miles or more because it's supposed to have the zinc in it uh synthetic so that in a uh, m1 uh 301 uh, oversized oil filter i was just going to ask if you um were running a high zinc uh break-in oil um after the rebuild no matt says it's not necessary at least that's uh he, he, he did not have to do it with his and he said not to worry about it so that's fine with me all right yeah coming from uh coming from a jeep expert yeah i'll take that to heart Yep. So uh, looking forward to doing those things. I'm really looking forward to seeing those uh, those sliders on the TJ. And uh, if you're looking forward to seeing that as well, it'll definitely be posted up on WranglerTalk.com. And uh, I'm sure I'll be sharing it on XJTalk.com uh, as well. We have a, a thread called, uh, What Did You Do to Your Jeep Today? And uh, it'll probably be in there. So uh, that's a real good post. It's a lot of fun because you yeah. see what's going on with a lot of people and what they're doing to their Jeeps. Uh, Jake, uh, one of our moderators, recently uh, uh, built what's it called—a pre-runner uh, type uh, thing, so he can. Uh, it's, it's not really a structurally strong item that you put on the front bumper, but it's great to hang lights off of. And, Way uh, better than a bull bar, and it is yeah. a pre-runner style addition to his factory bumper, if you will. Right. Um, like Tony said, certainly not a uh, recovery point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't. No. Uh, I wouldn't hook a toe strap up to it. But definitely an awesome-looking spot to mount lights. Oh, he so, did a great uh, job on it too. Very well done. Yeah, much much better than one of those ARB bull bars, or you know, um, uh, one of those just kind of just kind of comes up right up uh, right up on the front and around the bumper. They they attach way back. This you know certainly not structurally structurally sound. They kind of look a little bit gaudy. Um, this one uh, he did it right. So yeah, way cool. Props to Jake for uh, yeah. And, al- and also too, you have to go over there and look at uh, uh, Jake uh, decorated his uh, his Jeep for Christmas, and that oh, and that includes and that includes <laughs> Christmas lights all over the damn Jeep. <laughs> now I've been seeing, I've I thought been seeing red would be up. a good color, but you know he chose blue. Uh, well, you know. <laughs> 
Hey, real real quick before we uh, before we um, head on to our next segment. Um, I, since the uh, you've got 500 miles now, I imagine that's at least a couple of fill ups. Um, have you noticed any mileage change, uh, any better or worse MPGs uh, with this engine since uh, you know since the swap? Well, I think it's better simply because Matt told me not to do more than 65 miles an hour. <laughs> Oh, well, okay. Because <laughs> it's, it's, you know, to 5,000 RPM and then down to about three at 80 miles an hour on the highway. So it's, it's a, I have a digital, uh, a digital pedal. It's either all the way down or all the way off. <laughs> so I've been, try, I've been babying it for the 500 miles. So 65 miles an hour was the, the best I, uh, the best I did. So yeah. Anyway, I saw uh, 11.98 uh, on one fill up and, uh, but the fill up uh, yesterday was, uh, Eleven three six or something like that. So, uh, you know, it's in it's in the elevens. Uh, I mean, I'd rather see a hundred, but you know, you get. Yeah. <laughs> as I tell my wife, you, you have to pay for being one of the cool kids. That's right. <laughs> well, now we get to do the fun part of the show. Josh, uh, introduce our, our our new contributor, and we're going to call this uh, segment Wrangler Talk. Yeah, this, uh, we've uh, we've had some Wrangler esque segments in the past. Uh, we've had some other contributors that have uh, brought forth some uh, some Wrangler specific type tech, um, and uh, and we're going to continue on with that. And we got a new contributor. Um, she's uh, actually uh, been uh, been a part of the show before. We've done an interview with her. Uh, definitely new to the Jeep world herself, uh, and got herself a, a nice Jeep. And and we're going to hear a little bit about Jeep Mama. Uh, and she's got a uh, she's got a blog. You guys have got to go check that out as well. Well, we're gonna get those plugs in um, here in just a little bit, but I want to get to this because she's got a really cool story to tell, and we're gonna hope that she sticks around and uh, and uh, well, add some stuff to the show uh, throughout the uh, throughout the year. So, uh, without further ado, Tony. Yep, this is a segment Wrangler Talk. It's brought to you by WranglerTalk.com, which I, I mentioned uh, earlier. It's a a nice little uh, Jeep forum that really could use your help. Go over there and post up your pictures and your questions and comments about Wranglers, and uh, you'll see a, a, a site that is uh, friendly to folks uh, take off just like XJ Talk has, uh, has done. So this is going to be part one, uh, the evolution of Jeep Mama. And uh, I, just, I saw this on her uh, on her um, uh, jeepmama.com website, and I thought it was very good uh, what she had written, and I want to share it with you. So uh, this is uh, from Tammy, Jeep Mama. As I grow older, I realize how time goes by too quickly. Since purchasing my first Jeep back in 2013, I have adopted a whole new attitude. Live life to the fullest, with no regrets. Originally, my Jeep was a fun vehicle to drive around topless, (laughs) but now has become a lifestyle. I have finally found my passion, my blog, off-roading, and everything Jeep. It has given me a new outlook on life and opened new doors for new friendships that I would not have had otherwise. Hey, thanks, Tony and Josh. I'm honored and excited to join your podcast. Hey, Tony, you know, when you first invited me to have my own segment, I was a little apprehensive and nervous. I thought to myself, how am I going to fill all that time? I asked you, what do I fill it with? You said, just go to your blog and start at the beginning. So here goes. Part 1 of Evolution of Jeep Mama. My journey from minivan mom to Jeep mom to Jeep mom blogger to an off-road addict. It all started one day on a Boy Scout camping trip to the beach. We were all in a convoy as we pulled out of the parking lot and a dad in front of me pulled over and everybody got out of his Jeep. Within a minute they were all back in the Jeep, 
heading down the road, enjoying the three-hour drive to the beach, topless, with the fresh air in their faces. They had gotten out to take the top down. Right then I knew, I gotta have one of those. And that's all I talked about for a week. I drove my family crazy. I still do. One evening, a week later, we went out to eat to our favorite Mexican restaurant. My youngest one was asking Siri questions on his cell phone. He's such a sweet little boy who always likes to make his mama happy, so he asked Siri, Hey, where's the nearest Jeep dealer? It was only a mile down the road, so after dinner, we stopped by to take a look. I instantly fell in love with every Jeep Wrangler on the lot. So the next day, Memorial Day 2013, we went for a test drive. Then we went home to think about it and figure out if we had it in our finances to make it work. Well, on the way home, we had to stop by the post office and surprise, some money was waiting for us. It was my Jeep angels telling us, yep, this is the time to get a Jeep. So my husband dropped our kids and me off at home and he headed back to the dealer. I was crazy with impatience and my husband knew it. He and the finance guy kept messing with me, texting me they didn't think it would work. I didn't think it was too funny to be messing with me, but they got a good laugh out of it. So the next thing you know, I'm a proud owner of the Jeep Wrangler Sahara Edition. Or rather, my husband was. You know, it's not easy for a stay-at-home mom who hasn't worked in 15 years to get a loan. So my husband took the loan out and he was the owner. But I was the driver. You know, when I bought the Jeep, I had no idea at the time the great, wonderful Jeep community I was joining. I didn't even know there was a Jeep community. I had no idea how all these fellow Jeepers would shape my future. Nor did I have any clue that I would ever be interested in off-roading. Or even knew what off-roading was at the time. At the time of my test drive, my concerns of the Jeep were about the rough ride and the noisy ride due to the soft top. That's about all I knew of Jeeps. Jeeps were brand new territory for me. But the test drive was fantastic. In my mind, the noise wasn't all that bad, and the ride didn't really feel that rough to me. But, you know, I've never been a connoisseur of cars and their rides. I never understood it when people would talk about a car having a smooth ride. You know, they all seemed the same to me. To me, it's just a vehicle of transportation from point A to point B. But for some strange reason, this test drive in the Jeep was so different than any other test drive or any other car ride for that matter. All the other car rides were just that, car rides. But this test drive in the Jeep was different. There was an exciting and unknown force I felt. I just kept feeling I've got to get this Jeep. Now, I had a couple of different options. I could go for used or new. I've never been one to buy a new vehicle. The moment you drive that vehicle off the dealer lot, you lose value. But with Jeep Wranglers, it's a different story. The used Wranglers were only a couple of thousand less than the brand new ones. So to me, it was a no-brainer. Why not go with the new Jeep? It had very little mileage, 19 as a matter of fact, and no previous owner. 
So my next decision was a two-door or a four-door. Immediately a two-door was out. With two kids, getting in and out of the back seat was important. So that meant I had to go with the four-door. But at the time, wheelbase was not even a blip on my radar. I didn't even know what wheelbase meant. But And I also knew there were other Jeeps as well, like the Liberty, Patriot, and Cherokee. But there was no question in my mind I had to have a Wrangler. The main reason for the purchase was the soft top. To be able to drive with the wind in my hair and the sun on my face was the reason we were even in that Jeep dealer lot in the first place. So now the question became Sport, Sahara, or Rubicon? Well, I immediately scratched Rubicon from the list. Yes, I know, I'm kicking myself now about that. But I believe everything happens for a reason. I needed to learn and evolve how I did to get where I am today. I still have a lot of learning and growing to do. And sometimes it's good to start at the bottom and work your way up the ladder. It only makes you a better and stronger person. So, at the time, the extra cost of the Rubicon was not something we felt would be worth our money. All the extra cost was related to the off-road package. I even remember telling the salesman I had no interest in off-roading and would never go off-roading. Hmm, what's that saying, never say never? Anyway, so it came down to the Sport or the Sahara. What sold me was the trim package of the Sahara, the interior, the cloth stitch seats, and those painted fenders. At the time, I would have never, ever considered cutting my fenders. And who even knew that is something people did? If I only knew then what I know now, those Dana 44s, the 4-to-1 transfer case, those 410 gears, all those would have been the deal sealer for the Rubicon. But at the time, I had no clue what any of that meant. Open versus lock differential was foreign to me, along with a sway bar. I probably would have thought that was some sort of circus apparatus. So that day, I bought my first Jeep. I began a journey I had no idea I was about to embark on. It's more than just a Jeep journey for me. It's a life journey. I was about to embark on a trail ride I never knew I was taking. It was time to find my passion and purpose in life. Little did I know I was driving it. To me, my Jeep is more than just a vehicle of transportation to get from point A to point B. It's now my lifestyle. It took me almost a year to figure that out. And I still have a long way to go to pinpoint my purpose, but I have found my passion. If you check out my blog, www.jeepmama.com, J-E-E-P-M-O-M-M-A, you can read all about me and my journey. It tells of my journey to my new phase of my life, trying to figure it out, trying to find out what's next. I'm a stay-at-home mom, and for most all of us, there comes a point when we are no longer needed in the same capacity and we must find our way back to the working world. Some do it earlier than others, and some have an easier ease back into it. But for me, it's been a struggle. But isn't it all about the journey and not the destination? Just like in my Jeep, 
and with my Jeep, it's a lifelong journey of change and discovery. A life modification and a Jeep modification. So, this past year and a half, I have seen lots of changes in my Jeep life. Changes I would have never expected. I now know that the difference between an open versus locked differential. I know what a sway bar is. And I have found a new love, off-roading. Without the amazing community of fellow Jeepers, I would have never discovered the true joy of my Jeep, off-roading, and all my new Jeep friends. This journey from minivan mom to Jeep mom began with one dad. The next step of my journey to my blog began with one great mom. So join me next time for the story of the next phase of my journey from Jeep mom to Jeep mom blogger. Wow, what a great beginning. And uh, I I can't tell you how happy I am that uh, Tammy uh, uh, took us up on our offer and uh, came over here and uh, joined us, Josh. Yeah, wait. I'm I'm sitting here and I'm I'm finding parallels in my own uh, Jeep evolution uh, after my my first Jeep and and uh, the learning experiences, learning yeah. the terminology and all this stuff. I mean, there's there's everybody kind of goes through a very similar learning curve um, with their with the you know once you enter into the Jeep world. Uh, and and she hits so many key points yeah. about you know this, the Jeep brotherhood, a Jeep lifestyle, and and all that stuff. Very, very cool story. I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did. And I, I, I for certain, am, uh, am looking forward to the next story. So thank you very much, Tammy. Jeep Mama, you guys have got to head over and check out her blog. Lots of cool stories and, of course, some pictures as well. www.jeepmama.com. That's mama with an M-O. So check it out. And, uh, and by all means, guys, tune in for future shows when we hear more from Tammy. Yeah, certainly looking forward to that. Uh, it's great hearing that uh, that journey, and like you say, it's uh, it's a remembrance of a time uh, a time gone by. Uh, I think for all of us, and and perhaps some of you, it's it's brand new, and you go, yeah, I've experienced some of that, and I haven't experienced that yet. That sounds interesting, and that's the beauty of of this, and and us catching Tammy at this point in her life, uh, this uh, with these experiences that she can share, and uh, I'm still looking forward to the uh, the Loctite thing that. Uh, she bought Loctite, but it actually turned out to be uh, uh, glue and not just the stuff that dries. <laughs> yeah, they got uh, quite a big product line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they do. Keep unfortunately, strong. you can't. It can't just get Loctite. Hey, just want to remind you guys, we're here every Thursday, 10 p.m. Central Time, uh, on YouTube, and uh, we'd really like for you to come over to xjtalkshow.com. And uh, you can watch the same YouTube video, but there's also a chat room right below it that you can get involved with the uh, the other folks that are watching. You don't have to be a member of the site. It's open to everyone. So if you're don't if you not a joiner, don't worry about it. Just come in, put in a colorful name or your real name, and uh, start chatting away. We, we hope to see you here on our live shows. But you can always catch 